0: All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to The Nation. As we begin to talk a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott's contract, I know, I know, it's a it's a tough pill to swallow when we start talking about the Ezekiel Elliott's contract. You know, that's my guy. And we're hearing a lot of news and a lot of noise out there that um, they're saying that he may not get his contract extended from ESPN and things beyond. But neither here nor there. We, we're going to look into... Uh, 105.3 The Fan, the guys, discuss Ezekiel Elliott's contract, and I'm going to give you guys my feedback on everything. But shout-out to 105.3 The Fan. I uh, really appreciate them for putting out the information for the nation.
1: His money this offseason, and he may not be getting it next offseason either. That uh, report from Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, it's Sean and RJ on the home of America's team. 105.3 The Fan And Zeke could be the odd man out when it comes to Cowboy contracts. I know there's a ton of Tolos that do not like that suggestion and idea. Uh, Universally, we all said, along with Kavanaugh, we would pay Byron Jones over Zeke. It's not that Byron is a better player, it is just all the worries the worries about the position and the worries about Zeke off the field. Uh, But when it comes to Zeke. All right, let me add some context to
0: that. uh, Byron Jones over Ezekiel Elliott. Everybody know that when you start talking about a cornerback career span, they typically are longer than running backs. Remember, the running backs is three to five years. And uh, also, if you add in the fact that Ezekiel got, you know, some off the field deals that's going on and happening uh, throughout his career, you may lean more towards the cornerback. But that's a story of a different day. But that's just the context of it. You know, you look at the cornerback. You think that a cornerback can last you ten to fifteen years, give or take. Uh, And a running back is only going to last you three to five years, give or take. And but uh, to me personally, just to me, Ezekiel Elliott is transcending. He's he's a different uh, uh, type of guy. You just can't put him in that particular box telling you he's, he's special
1: elliot graziano is saying no he's talked to people who have said that prioritizing zeke is behind byron jones and obviously behind dak prescott and amari cooper and that they have reasonable team control over him for the next three seasons if they want uh that was yeah, that's the case and you know
2: if you're gonna figure out which one you're going to pay and this is the, Fish said basically they're handing out four contracts, and then whoever signs one first gets the first one. Including Jalen
1: Smith. Including Jalen Smith. They picked up Zeke's option for 2020. That's $10 million. Right. But... Which is a steal. Right. But it doesn't, it's not like they're handing out
2: four of the same contract. No, they're not. So it's not really like... It doesn't really work that way, like that Zeke is potentially the last one to go, right? Because, you know, if they were to hand Zeke a contract that is for... Two million, just five million dollars a year. Of course, he's not going to sign it. Right. But if he signs it, and he gives you this team friendly deal, well, that doesn't mean that you chose him first. It means he blinked first. Right. That's it. If Zeke, I don't see nowhere
0: that Zeke Elliott is going to sign a team friendly deal. If he, if it, if if signed a team friendly deal, then uh, that will be because Jerry Jones is paying him under the table. And the reason why I don't see Ezekiel Elliott signing a team a team friendly deal is because of this. Think about this: Ezekiel Elliott lost all of his sponsorship because of the, uh, the domestic violence situation when Roger Goodell of the World's uh, uh, suspended him for six games, and he was going in and out of that situation. Cause we already see the like the off the contract deals for Dak Prescott and off the contract deals for, like I'm talking about NFL contract for other players. So if you add into, into the fact, we rarely see commercials with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, if Ezekiel Elliott never, ever got into trouble, there would be commercials out of the wazoo for him. But that's just the reality of it. You know, he's just not going to have these type of things.
1: Says I'll do 13. That's a done deal. Probably. Mm-hmm. If Dak says I'll do 28, that's a done deal, true. probably. Yeah, if Amari says I'll do 16. Oh, what
2: does he want? Oh, that's the thing. What does Amari really want? <laughs> like if it's 16. It's not 22. It, that's not that's Hope not that's the true. highest paid. Right. Right. That's not near the highest paid. He said he didn't really care to be the highest paid. But if 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 he wants
1: 16, what are they waiting for? What is he waiting for? <laughs> Waiting for Michael Thomas? Maybe he's waiting for Michael Thomas. Well, he's gonna get twenty-two. Well, if Michael Thomas gets twenty-two. Then, then what's
2: Zeke? Then what's Amari? Gonna then do?
1: Amari says, "Hey, I think he wants to wait." Then for you ask for, Charles. then you ask for twenty, and then you settle at eighteen. You try.
2: You try, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, are they really? And gonna- that,
1: but that's what Fish has been saying this entire time. Sorry to cut you off. He's saying it's not the Cowboys waiting. It's yeah, Dak it's waiting for Wentz and Golf. Yeah, Amari waiting for Michael. Thomas, and while it's the off season, that makes sense to me. When you start running around and you put on pads and you go to training camp and practice, then you're rolling the dice on an injury. But you have nothing to lose in the off season no. unless you're going to get hurt at a at a mini camp or an OTA or blow right. something out. Absolutely. Otherwise, let all the other guys go and lock their money up, mm-hmm. and then use that to your advantage. Yeah. Now, the one thing is, you know, the money's already out. The contract precedent's already out there for Zeke. No one else. in in, in the next year, unless I'm blanking on someone, is getting more than Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell. The Uh, market is set, and it's staying. Just like it did for some reason, the corner market doesn't leapfrog Josh Norman. I don't understand it. I guess there's a lack of great corners in the league until Jalen Ramsey resets the market. But up until then, it's been Josh Norman. But the, the running back market ain't changing for the next year or two. No,
0: yeah, true that. Uh, the market once it's set, it's set. Uh, a lot of times, certain positionings, uh, you'll have a a Josh Norman out there who uh, get that big money, and then everybody else is waiting for that big cash to come through. But to be to be real with it, um, Josh Norman kind of finagled his way into that big contract. He only had one good year, solid year with the Carolina Panthers, and then Redskins just reach into their pocket. And we already know Redskins always overpay. They pretty much are the market setters. Remember the uh, Landon Collins deal? I mean, that set the market for what a box safety getting paid cornerback money. Now the next box safety, there's time for him to get paid. They're gonna want that cornerback money just like Landon Collins. So the market is kind of crazy in a sense. Uh, far as, they're probably right with the running back. Now, sometimes teams have a lot of money left in the cap, and they can front load a lot of money. Uh, for example, and I'm not saying that Khalil Mack is trash or anything, but what the Bears ultimately did was they reset the market. $141 there's a lot of money at that time. That was quarterback money for Khalil Mack. And to me personally, just to me, it wasn't worth a grain of salt. But everybody's gonna look at it and say, "Okay, well, Caleb Mack is a dynamic player." But let's like, let let's wait until like year four, or year five into that mix, or, or year three into that mix. We'll see. We'll see. Was it worth it? Because now, how you gonna put pieces around it? Just how the market is, though. So we'll see. And Ezekiel Elliott. You get the Saquon Barkleys, and then you have a Mar. I uh, was Alvin Kamara. Those guys, when it's time for their contracts to be up, they're going to look at Todd Gurley's contract. And I believe that Ezekiel Elliott's count, they're really looking at Todd Gurley's contract and saying, okay, I can't pay Ezekiel Elliott 9.1, whatever his market value is. And so far, every player, every major player that signed this year, signed above the market value. So it's crazy that, Uh, Michael Thomas market value is 20 mil he's asking for 22 million so and of course Carson Wentz got 33 million 107 I think 107 million guaranteed paid above his market value at the time his market value was 29 and a half so we're gonna have to dive real deep into the to these markets, once they are set, they are set, and the person who flipped the market around was your boy, uh, Russell Wilson.
2: It's you know, it's probably not um, until Zeke changes it. And Zeke will change it. Um, now, look, I mean, you know, is is Amari can if Michael Thomas gets twenty two, which is of which is out of sight, yeah, which is ridiculous. I, you know, can you justify? I, I know the Saints are justifying giving Michael Thomas that money.
1: No, they're not. Or by they, the way, let me be on the record. You can't pay Michael Thomas twenty two million dollars. No,
2: it's a brutal amount of money. Absolutely, you are paying not. that's quarterback. Money. I'm going to
1: pay him six million than what I was thinking about paying Dak, or I'm going to pay him six million, eight million less than Matt Ryan makes. No, Dude. hell no, you're not getting twenty two million. Especially Let me when, just be clear on yeah, that.
2: Especially when his quarterback won't be around to see the end of that contract. Yeah. And
1: Michael yeah. Thomas is an absolute stud. I mean, this guy's a beast. Okay, Michael Thomas, probably the most underrated. It could be the most underrated player in football. He
2: catches the ball at a rate. Not versus that a wide Jones. receiver should not be catching footballs.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Drew Brees. Like the, the numbers show that he catches no. over eighty percent of the passes thrown his way. Yeah, eighty-two point. He set a record for wide receivers. Those are running back. Running backs it, catch the ball eighty like, percent of the time. Those are guys who catch the ball five yards down the field. Right. that's Sc- what their percentage.
2: Running backs means. catch the ball at eighty percent clip because they're screen passes.
1: Yeah. This is a Hopkins wide receiver
2: catching balls at an eighty-plus percent clip. That doesn't. Happen. Now he's probably doing it in part because he has arguably the most accurate quarterback that's ever lived. True. And he's put the ball right in his hands. But
1: still, man, that is unbelievable. When it comes to Zeke and his money, and I said this last week before I flew out to Vegas, that I was just starting to hear a whisper or two that Zeke would be the one left out in the cold. You remember me saying that? You did. And you did. And I was like, why? I asked this person, why? Stevens made the public comment.
0: Well, Steven Jones already said that Ezekiel Elliott is a straw that stirs the drink. So I really don't see how in the world that Ezekiel Elliott being left out of the, out of the loop. But, you know, sometimes they masquerade a lot of stuff and they try to throw a lot of charm in the water to see who's going to bite. But my thing is, the Dallas Cowboys are not stupid. I don't think they're stupid with these contract negotiations, and I think that they're probably Swedes and Ezekiel Elliott letting them, know, letting him know and his agency know that hey, we can't have these, 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 these f ups. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it PG-13, if you know what I mean. You can't have these F-ups, basically, because they probably had the pen in their hand and it was ready to write that contract. As soon as that Vegas situation happened, they said, "Uh, can we get another pen? And all of a sudden, the pen was dry. And they said, okay, we're going to stop this and we're going to pause and we'll come back to this meeting on another day. So it, that probably was going
1: on. Listen, let's, let's He's talked to about say. his his floor at sixteen. He's talked about him being the straw that stirs the drink, the old Reggie Jackson line. And the person said back to me, yeah. Exactly. When do they ever talk about anyone publicly like this, except for the quarterback? And they don't. No. They everyone. don't talk about anyone publicly like that, hmm. except for Dak. So just a little bit weird. And then I heard KT float. Float with. Float. He floated look look. this, okay? He put, he put, he put the arm floaties on it. Are they waiting on some type of discipline from the Vegas incident? They better not try mm. to. That would be ridiculous if it's they crazy. lit him up. Randy Gregory is going to come back to play after failing another weed test like his 90th and Zeke is going to get punished again by the league for that incident in Vegas? He cannot get like he cannot get games for that. There's no way. I'll go and protest myself. Outside the offices of the All NFL of for that Vegas did. incident, although someone texted me and said they told him, "Don't mess up again, don't screw up again," and he technically did. But there's no, no yeah. way that's
2: an incident. That's part of the pl- part B of the he wasn't article against you know whatever it was.
1: You don't have it memorized that Fish has told us in five five fifty. No, 000? I don't have it memorized. <laughs> article two thirty nine <laughs> yes. or something like that. But anyway,
2: part B of the of the. Decision on Zeke was that he cannot have any more incidents with authorities. Yeah,
1: oh, incidents. Period. See,
0: that's not an incident. That that was a security guard, not a official uh, policeman or what have you. It's kind of like me trying to give somebody a ticket for running a yellow light. You know, it, it's it's not a it's not an actual ticket. You know, just because you ran a light while it was yellow doesn't mean that you qualify for getting a ticket. I I just don't see. That being a, an issue, and if I'm Ezekiel Elliott, you got to say, come on, Roger Goodell, come on. <laughs> I mean, this 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 league would be crazy to suspend Ezekiel Elliott or or to say he get more than three or four games of suspension when you got other people that's out there that are actually getting arrested, and they're not even bringing those topics up. That's a story of a different day. At the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott never been arrested. I'm going to knock on some wood, but... He's never been arrested, so I don't see the angle of Roger Goodell trying to say, okay, hey, 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 he had another hiccup. Nah, it's kind of like me running a yellow light and the police officer pulled me over and they said, you know what, slow it down next time. And then all of a sudden the NFL saying, hey, since the police officer pulled you over, here's the ticket, here's the game suspension because we told you life shouldn't work that way. Let me know
2: if you guys agree or disagree period that's it so uh, that was technically an incident so this is dan Grazi. Uh, this technically is, an authority i don't
1: know you know i don't know he was putting cuffs yeah he was putting cuffs <laughs> I'm sorry i'm thinking more the inter- <laughs> the interaction with the the uh the bouncer yeah i know versus then the follow-up interaction with police right. i don't consider the first an interaction with like law enforcement the second, no, though, yeah. and as a ended bouncer to Thor, figure, then ended up in handcuffs somehow, some yeah. way. Although I'm saying that the, would be, it. I'd be outraged. It'd be stunning, uh, way more stunning for him to be suspended a game for that than him getting screwed with the uh, uh, abuse case. So, are you suggesting yes. to a to an extent that the Cowboys are like fluffing him up in the media to attempt to prevent him from holding out? by making him think that that money's coming down the pike, and then when the ultimate time comes to pay him, they're going to pull the carpet out from under his feet? I think that, that the public comments are just to not make waves. I don't think that it's a negotiating tactic. I think it's to just not make waves, and they might be giving him some room. They might be giving him some room. Too- you benefit two ways. Number one, we're not going to pay you $17 million. We can pay you ten. And then we can franchise you. We got you under control.
2: Yeah. They're also not going to pay them until they know who their coach is for the next several years. If they if if they don't keep Jason Garrett, they're going to hire a offensive coach. Mm. An offensive coach is not going to want to inherit a fifteen million dollar running back. True. You True. can't. True. Si- you say you can't they- sign your quarterback without the coach's per- permission. You cannot have a fifteen million dollar running back for a new coach.
1: So Dan Graziano saying he's hearing Zeke may not be getting paid this offseason, next offseason either. I will wow. predict this. Zeke has made enough as the number four overall pick. I think that would be another Le'Veon situation. That's what I would do if I was Zeke. Mm. I'm holding out on you. You're paying me. I am the reason that this offense has not completely sunk. By the way, that's true. I'm not just making Zeke's argument. He is. He is the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> he makes the world go round. He bails them out. He puts it on his shoulders. It ain't the quarterback for all you Dak lovers, KT. It's the running back responsible for everything offensively until Amari Cooper got here for eight games, period. Um, all right, crosstalk with Gbag is coming up at 9. All right, so that was the end of that. Hey, my thoughts on
0: this all together collectively as we – Talk about Ezekiel Elliott's final contract with the Dallas Cowboys. No, my thing is Ezekiel Elliott needs to get paid uh, regardless of what the Joneses are thinking. Um, now, as far as off the field, Ezekiel, maybe he can get some counseling, some help for that. But my my whole thoughts on this whole entire deal is just go ahead and pay the man and figure out something. Now, as far as the... Um, the as far as all of the other running backs, the Le'Veon Bell situation of him holding out, I don't think that Ezekiel Elliott got that leverage because of the off-the-field situation, because of he been suspended for, what, over six games, or four six games, and, and got the commissioner all up his, you know what. So I don't think that he has a longitude and latitude like Le'Veon. Of course, Le'Veon Bell had his mishaps, but it wasn't on a level of Ezekiel Elliott. I think that Le'Veon Bell had more leverage And uh, especially Jerry Jones seems like the type, once you cross him and he help you out, you know, I don't think that um, uh, you want to cross over on Jerry Jones like that. Emmitt Smith was able to hold out for those two games and got his money because it was a different era, different time. And then on top of that, Emmitt Smith, as it relates to being on the field and off the field, I mean, he was a choir boy compared to Ezekiel Elliott. So, Well, I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to the show. Let me know how you guys feel about Ezekiel Elliott. Should the Cowboys go ahead and pay the man, or should the Cowboys just franchise tag him, wait, squeeze him out, squeeze him out, don't pay him, uh, hope and pray that Tony Pollard is going to be like this guy that's going to come out of nowhere and surprise the league and get rookie of the year and those type of things and just say, hey, Zeke, we love you, man, but but it's time for you to go because we got Tony Pollard. Let me know how you guys feel about this whole entire situation. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best.
2: Salute. I'm out. Peace.